Today is Friday, February 23rd, 2023. It's day 778 of the J6 political hostage crisis. I'm Mel Holly, and this is your Justice in Jeopardy update. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Justice in Jeopardy. Got a couple of great interviews to share with you today, and we are going to start off with a discussion about Freedom Corner Fest, which is coming up this week uh, during CPAC in DC. I'm here with Randy Ireland and also Ron J. Spike, and we are going to talk about what's going on at this event and uh, what it's all about. So uh, welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you so much for having us. So uh, Randy, why don't you start out by giving us an overview of, of exactly what this is, uh, who's who's hosting it, and and what's going on, and then uh, we can talk to Ranjay Spike about uh, the the music talent that's going to be there. This kind of came together rather recently. Um, Ranjay, uh, you know, approached me and mentioned that uh, you know an idea for a concert. Um, when I heard his idea, it was like, yeah, let's try to make this happen in partnership between. Americans for Justice and the RealJ6.com group. Um, we decided to really give it a go. Everything kind of has come together in a very short amount of time. Very excited about this. You know, we really want this to be a benefit that ultimately benefits the J6ers. Um, and so really what, what this is, a fundraiser event to benefit two programs. One is the Food for J6ers. Um, and then also um, Operation Love Wins. Uh, the Food for J6ers program is a program that we launched um, um, in partnership with um, Citizens Against Political Persecution and the Prisoner's Record and Stop Hate. Um, back in, I want to say it was the, um, in October of 2021. And we had, we had held a number of rallies, but it, um, in September of 2021, CAP and Look Ahead America held a, a large rally here in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. And in the aftermath of that, um, the, our political prisoners at the D.C. Gulag, um, the guards in, in the prison facility really messed with their food, cut their food in half. And the half that they did give them, they actually messed with it on a routine basis. So that was really where the inspiration for Food for J6ers came from. So, you know, we wanted to put money on the books of the inmates to help complement uh, where they can buy on, on commissary food to complement um, what they're given by the by the jail. Um, not only that, but when we put money onto directly in, onto the inmate accounts, they can also purchase clothing with that if they need to, and they can also transfer some of that and, and communicate with their family. So it's really a program that was launched back then. Um, we've we've done some amazing things with that program, but the fact of the matter is today we have. Um, over 120 people or J6 defendants currently incarcerated. And so, you know, if we were to have $35,000, $40,000 per month, um, that would give us um, basically the, the resources we need to put somewhere between $200 to $300 per month onto the in, directly onto the inmate accounts. So, you know, that's the program that I can really speak the most about. Um, Operation Love Wins is a program that was launched by the RealJ6.com group um, that was founded by Shane Jenkins, who is a J6 defendant who's indefinitely detained at the D.C. Gulag, um, and great, great group of people. Uh, and really what Operation Love Wins is for, um, for, for over two years, 
Um, those that, that are detained, that were detained in DC Gulag were denied any kind of visitation rights. Um, and just in the last month and a half, two months or so, they have been granted the ability to have visitation. But being two years in, a lot of these family members do not have the resources whatsoever to, and again, some of them are coming from California, so have to come across the country just to visit with their loved one that they haven't seen in two years. So they put together a, a, a fundraiser where 100% of the proceeds goes towards um, getting and making sure that everyone at DC Gulag um, can have visits. And so that they take care of the travel, the lodging and all of that to make that happen. So, you know, we're, we're, we're excited to partner with the real j6.com and, um, you know, ultimately to, you know, really shine a light on what's going on. I mean, again, this is happening right at CPAC where, you know, tens of thousands of people from all across the country are going to converge here in DC. It's a great opportunity to, to really shine a light on what's going on here in DC. Um, and, and, and really showcase, you know, the abuses that are being suffered by these, these J6 defendants. So I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm excited about the, you know, the program and the performers. I know each one of these. So, you know, great group. And I'll let uh, Ranjay speak more about that. Yeah. Go ahead, Ronnie. Let us know about uh, the amazing talent and uh, what, what that's going to look like. This is going to look like you went to a, a big time concert. Like all of these artists that are performing, they're like top tier artists in their genre and their and what they do. So um when I approached Randy for this, it was because Randy and his his squad, they go out to the DC jail every single night to go and show support to those guys. When I first started going out there, I was almost brought to tears on what I was seeing. So I figured, what can I do to help this get noticed? What can I do to to add to this? So I I, I can rap. I think I'm pretty good. So I just let's do a concert. Let's do a concert. Let me bring other artists out who support it. We got DVS 7.0. He's from New York. We got 4G Auto Blow. He made an Ashley Babbitt song. They play the Ashley Babbitt song every night. And we got Jimmy Levy, who's an international artist. Um, why don't we all come together and just do something big for them, man? Like they can't be with us, but we can bring the party to them, you know? So that's, that's what I'm here for. Well, that's an amazing group of people. And, uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a fantastic night. Um, so what, what got everybody interested in, in helping this, uh, this movement? With me, um, I think, I believe that if I was out there on January 6th, I'd probably be in jail as well. That's how passionate I am about the country too. So, you know, those guys actually went and they did it. Regardless if you agree with what they did or not, they was out there fighting for what they believe in. So that's what got me interested in this. You know what I'm saying? I have personal relationships with a lot of these guys' family members, moms, some of these guys' sisters, on a daily basis almost. So it's like, you know, I'm starting to feel like, what am I doing? We could all go online and we can talk and we can say our opinions, but are you really trying to help these guys or are you just trying to get your own clout or whatever? So that's why I went to the source. Randy, let's do a party. Let's make it big. All the money, let's give it to them so they can at least feel good in jail. That's why I'm doing this. Well, I love that. And that's so exciting. And, uh, you know, we knew that uh, 4G Auto Blow was was uh, was back in the cause when he came out with his song about Ashley. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing to see 
to see patriot musicians who are using their talent to do something that is going to benefit um you know our, our patriots who were there who were standing up for us that day who were speaking out and who are now being politically persecuted by our their own governments so uh you know thank you so much for everything you guys do i i was fortunate and privileged enough that you know, back in August, teamed up with um, Mickey Whithoff, Ashley Babbitt's mom, and to, to really start the, the vigil that's happening there at the D.C. jail. And, you know, what an incredible person. And, I mean, my, my biggest thing in all of this is, you know, you, she's had she's had a re relationship with 4G Auto Blow um, since the very beginning. Um, and in and, and the Ashley song specifically. So, I mean, I think not only are we doing this concert on Thursday night, but we're also going to have an event at the DC jail directly on Wednesday night, kind of as a precursor to this. So I would highly, you know, recommend that everybody who can make it there. We're at CPAC, um, as you know, Mel, uh, we'll be at CPAC. We have a booth there this year. We're going to be working with um, the realj6.com crew there at CPAC as well. But we also have buses, uh, motor coach bus that will be um, providing round trip transportation from the CPAC venue to the DC um, Gulag Vigil, um, both on Wednesday night and Thursday night. So, you know, we get a lot of exciting things that are going on. Um, you know, I, I would ask everyone, please check out our website. Um, we'll have everything listed there. So people can go to our website, uh, a4a4justice.org, A4, and they'll be able to find links to this. Um, the tickets are limited. And uh, there are some fan, there's going to be fantastic food, uh, drinks, of course, music. Uh, you can even get transportation from CPAC to the uh, venue where this event is going to be held. So everybody check it out. And uh, like I said, we are very excited about this event and, and can't wait to see uh, what it produces in, in terms of fundraising to help out our men and women uh, who are being held in this terrible situation we have three levels of tickets for sale for the concert uh 55 dollars um all 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 tickets include food so there will be dinner there um being served as well as um there will be bar cash bar so 55 dollars includes um the dinner the cash bar we also have an 85 dollar ticket which will provide round trip transportation from the venue to um or from cpac to the venue and then back uh, we also have a $200 um, VIP ticket. Now, that's going to be pretty exclusive. Um, there's a special area in the loft area uh, where you'll be able to meet the performers. Um, and there's also going to be other people there, you know, related to um, J6, you know, fighters. Um, Mickey will be there. So, you know, like you said, you know, the tickets are limited. But I would say, you know, you know we're going to try to really get some really, really good people there. Um, that really have played a, an enormous part in fighting for the J6 or so. We're excited about it. Thank you so much, Mel. Thank you for having us on. Thank you so much, uh, Ron Jay, for, for coming on as well. And uh, I, I, I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be amazing. Thank you for the opportunity, you all. Thank you. I'm, I'm blessed. blessed to have you involved. All right. Thank you all so much. See you Thursday. Sounds great.
We all bleed the same red blood of patriots. Make honey great again. The story of the, the sheriff, the deputy sheriff in Tennessee that was helping the young lady that was being beat by the batons that who ended up passing. And now he's been in prison for, well, it was 513 days the other night. Every single one of these stories is just um, heart-wrenching. It truly is. Yes, we feel like we're servants and we have a product out there that's really cool. and. We're, we're raising a lot, a lot, a lot of money for uh, for different groups like yourself. Grown and bottled in America. It looks just like President Trump. And is supporting such great causes. Just pure raw honey. It takes a bee 10 million trips to collect enough nectar to make one pound of honey. It's a one pound bottle of honey. I think that that really goes along with what we're doing here. That one bee. Where can people order this honey? It's a very easy site. It's called makehoneygreatagain.com. Sales code NEL. Off it goes. Within 24 hours, it's shipped to you. It's exciting, and, and we know that this is going to move the needle. Make America great again. I've got a call tonight from a D.C. Gulag inmate named Thomas Ballard. Welcome to the show, Tom. How are you doing? It's easy. Thank you. How are you doing? Probably better than you are. But we're here to support you and get the truth out there so we can, you know, move toward getting some some real justice for what's going on. You know, our, our calls are always limited in time. So I so I thought I, I would just jump right in and ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, who you are and, uh, you know, what your life was like before uh, January 6th of 2021. Yeah, um, I come from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I was. You know, I had a really good job working as a maintenance man for a pretty good, a pretty big uh, food, food producer. And I also had a small business on my own for doing motorcycle tires on the side. Uh, I have a, a wife named Jill that was, uh, that I love very much. And so, you know, I was, we had a house, we had a, uh, you know, we're looking to move up, but, you know, of course, COVID happened, and so we kind of had to rethink our strategy on that. But anyway, she works in the medical field, uh, uh, helping people with uh, rehabilitation as far as, uh, you know, when they're after a uh, major health issues. So, but basically, we're living our lives, doing, you know, doing, moving along. And we come back from vacation in uh, early August. And a week later, I was arrested by the FBI for going to the Capitol building. And that was August 13th. It was actually Friday the 13th uh, in August of 21. And I've been in ever since. And uh, last, 13, uh, last week was my 18 months in. Wow. So where, where, uh, where have you been? Uh, so I, I assume, uh, did you have a raid on your home? Oh yeah. I had the, I had the whole shebang, you know, flashbang grenades and, uh, got in full, full gear running around my house. I had a ram about to pu- uh, push through my front door, uh, guy outside, you know, call my name. This is the FBI come outside and everything. And, and then when I opened the door, it looked like a drone or two flew in front of my door, like a little, little small hobby drones or whatever, flew in front of my door and everybody's pointing guns at me at about five o'clock in the morning. It sounds pretty getting, typical uh, of what we've heard. Just getting home from work, too, so. Where did they take you? 
they took me to uh, Parker County, which is just outside the county that I lived in, in Tarrant. And then from there, they moved me up to Grady County, which is uh, near Oklahoma City. And then from there, they moved me, they flew me to Harrisburg Airport and drove me down to D.C. And I stayed in D.C. from uh, September, October, early November of 21. And then when the marshals came in to uh, do a surprise inspection on the D.C. jail because of all the complaints that they've been getting with the mold and the food, yes, the, the, the food is, was horrible. It, it's gotten a little bit of but not, not, not that much. But anyway, they did a surprise inspection, and this, this place is so messed up. They still had me. There's two facilities. There's a the basic CDF facility, and then there's a CTF, which is like a medical building. They're separate. They're, they're together, but they're separate. But anyways, they still had me in the old system, apparently, and so I got swooped up with about 400 inmates because the inspection went bad. They say that the living conditions were inhumane. They, you know, they temporarily lost their federal contract, and so they shipped out all the federal inmates to, uh, as far as I know, to Lewisburg. Uh, it's a USP Lewisburg. It's like a maximum security in the federal uh, the BOP. And so I stayed there for about 15 months until about a few weeks ago. Food is better. Uh, guards were a lot more respectful to everybody, whether we were J-6ers or just regular detainees. They were respectful if you're respectful back. Recreation every day. Yeah, that's that's what we're hearing. And it sounds like uh, that all of our guys who are over in Lewisburg are being treated as pretrial detainees are supposed to be treated. That's a maximum security, so they weren't. They're not. They weren't never set up for to to hold detained pretrial detainees. So kind of had to, you know, make it happen. So there's like a separate pod, uh, a separate pod over there now for pretrial detainees. Yes. Uh, yeah. They have it in segregation. Yeah. From the from the rest of the regular inmates there. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was. Uh, you know, kind of a, a, a nice deal that uh, they hadn't uh, kept up with where you were supposed to be in the system and that you got out of D.C. when you did, when they, they removed 400 other inmates from there because of failing the inspection. It's obviously kind of nerve-wracking because you, you don't know where you're going, if it's going to be better or worse and stuff. But, I mean, at first it was kind of pretty bad because they had their quarantine was 24 hours for 21 days. So the only time we came out of our room was three times a week to take a 10 or 15-minute shower. Well, yeah, it kind of sucked at first, but then once we started getting out because uh, of the quarantine and stuff, and it started relaxing on the COVID restrictions and stuff, it, it became a lot better. Yeah. Before you went to Grady, did you have a a bond hearing with the magistrate? Yes. Uh, I want to say it was just in like a day or two of my arrest, I I saw a magistrate judge in the in in uh, Texas. Uh, I was granted, you know, the the, the prosecutors they call me all this stuff, you know, de facto leader. They call me this that, you know, right wing extremist and that anti government, all that jazz. You know, they they even tried using the fact that I legally carried a firearm every day. The judge shot that down, but the judge eventually. Said he granted me, uh, you know, pre uh, pretrial bail, but then the prosecutor appealed it, 
and then it later, within a few days later, uh, it went in front of Judge Howell, and she approved the approved the appeal, therefore keeping me detained. Then you went to Grady County in Oklahoma, um, and uh, from what I've heard, the the uh, it's pretty it's pretty bad in in Grady County. Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> When I first got there, they had, uh, apparently I uh, supposedly tested positive for COVID. I don't, I didn't, wasn't feeling bad or anything, but, and so they immediately threw me in this small little room that literally had a shower, a drain, and this little small, like, uh, stainless, uh, flat, uh, seat that bolted to the wall. Well, there's feces in the corner and you get a reek of urine on top of that. There's, these cups and napkins that were covered in blood on the little seat that you had. So I'm literally sitting on the corner of the seat. Mind you, I got woken up at like four or five in the morning, drove five hours there. I'm extremely exhausted and I can't, I don't want to touch nothing because it's, you know, there's, there's, it's nasty. It's disgusting. They leave me in there for a couple hours. They take me out to feed me and then put me back in for a few more, more hours. And then they put me in a, quarantine pod or a segregation pod where I did 23 and one for two weeks. Wow. And then I was put into a, a pod with about 30, 30 guys in this one room with the bunks that lined the wall for about a week or two. And then I finally, uh, put me on an airplane and flew me over to Harrisburg and then drove down to uh, DC. So you went through Harrisburg, Pennsylvania? The Marshall's airplane, it, it has certain stops. It doesn't just go straight to D.C. It stops at Harrisburg. It's like a meeting point for all the other facilities in the area. Right. So you'll get off the plane there, and then you'll get on to where you're going, or vice versa. So what is the status right now of your case? Where does that stand? But at the moment, I'm still we're still trying to communicate with the prosecutor on possibly a plea deal, and then... Uh, and working on possible motions if that doesn't work. But at the moment, I, I'm looking to meet my new judge and kind of engage that and see how that'll go. If I get an extreme judge that's just going to scold me all the time, I'm not going to go to trial. Or it's going to be harder to go to trial with someone like that because they're not going to be willing to do certain things. They're going to allow the prosecutor to get away with a lot more. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest decisions you guys all face is is whether to go with a plea trial I mean, a plea agreement or, uh, you know, a, a, a trial, and then you got to choose trial. between a jury trial and bench trial. Mm-hmm. Did you have Judge Sullivan, you said? I had Judge Hogan. Judge Hogan. And he retired. He retired. Uh, so and he, I got uh, Judge Logan. That, of course, prolongs things for you, which is which is always unfortunate. So uh, what what kind of factors are you putting into your decision? I'm sure uh, guys weigh on as far as, you know, how much, obviously, how much time they're looking at, as far as which charges they're wanting you to plead to. Because some guys, they want you to plead a one deal, uh, one charge, or some guys, they want you to plead to several charges. So that, that obviously plays a factor in how much time you're looking at. Uh, and then what other stipulations there are in the plea agreement because, you know, it can be an array of things, you know, whether you have back taxes, whether you have back child support, whether you're committed to criminal, your past criminal history, 
uh, you know, like against his property, at the Capitol building, they want you to pay restitution, not restitution, uh, anyway, they, they want you to reimburse, you know, for the damages, and, uh, you know, it, it, every case is slightly different, but there's a lot of the same, a lot of ways of the same. So a lot of us, especially here in D.C., where we've been charged with very similar, uh, not the same charges. So, but then as far as going to trial or taking a plea, you know, it's also, you know, what judge you have. Is your judge, you know, I mean, most of these judges are playing, playing along and allowing things to happen that they wouldn't have, like, you know, the Brady violation of, Fourteen, fourteen thousand dollars are not wanting to release that right there. Should exonerate all of us or have our names dropped because they're withholding evidence from us. Yeah, yeah, especially evidence. Yeah, so yeah, so if they're holding, what else are they holding back that we don't know about? There's other things like entrapment. With Nancy Pelosi attached email about not, you know, tricking the uh, or uh, allowing heavy security at the Capitol building because uh, it's bad optics. But of course, after January 6th, it looked like a military war zone. It's all the fencing and the National Guard, and well, the optics didn't matter then. But, and then also, uh, there's like a, a foreign, uh, foreign people that were paid uh, to be paid agitators there. So, uh, that right there alone is enough to, uh, you know, for entrapment because Nancy Pelosi knew that by doing these certain things that the, the likelihood of, you know, the crowd getting crazy, uh, wild, uh, was a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another thing is, uh, I have the radio trans, uh, transcripts from the special PD. They officially declared it arrived at about 158, 159, or something like that. But they were using riot munitions about 30 minutes prior to that in the crowd. So they're not allowed to use riot munitions unless it's officially declared a riot. You know, the tear gas, the flash bangs, uh, you know, the rubber bullets, and all that stuff. But that's what it tells them to declare a riot. But, I mean, you don't go to a horn and shake it and expect not to get. But what you do is you look like, oh, you're staying at me and then you destroy the horn's nest. Like, well, you shook the horn's nest. What do you expect? And as far as the uh, the plea deals go, you know, they're watching all of your finances. And, and they know how much, uh, you know, how much money you've got. And they know uh, when things are getting bad. And they wait until things are getting really bad. And, and then they offer a plea deal. And uh, if they know you've got a, a, a lot uh, in your name, you know, things that are um, worth a lot of money, uh, whatever they are, your, your 401k property you own, anything like that, uh, then uh, you, you may be looking at uh, charges uh, that include, uh, you know, restitution, uh, you know, in, in large dollar amounts because of uh, what they know you've got. You know, I'm going to charge a lot of people like that with that. Even though uh, they've not charged me with any destruction of property, they still want me to, in the plea deal to pay several thousand dollars, even though they've not charged me or even claimed that I destroyed any property. Yeah. And and we can't forget that uh, 
the city of the the District of Columbia. So all the people who are in the jury pool are are, are victims. They're considered yeah. victims. The the judges are considered victims, and they haven't recused themselves. None of us were even supposed to be removed from our state. We're supposed to be our cases are supposed to be held in our state, or at least the state that you're arrested in. Yeah. But they know by moving you to D.C., not only do they have everything rigged, you know, jury judges and alike, but also it makes a, a harder a hardship on you because it removes you further from your friends and family or support. And the more likelihood you're going to, you know, lose everything, which unfortunately I, I lost the majority of everything I have. I have a small trailer that I was able to save, full of whatever's left, uh, and a truck. So uh, I lost my house that I, that, that, that I was buying and a great paying job. And so I, and I don't know how, I don't, I don't even know what I have. Honestly, it's whatever uh, she was able to put in the trailer. Yeah. I tell her it'd be kind of like, almost like Christmas. I'm going to show up for like, oh man, I still have this. I still have that. <laughs> uh, yeah. We got to laugh or we'll cry, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so sorry, Tom. I look at it this way. Um, I mean, the kind of reason I'm, I don't want to say upbeat about things, but not like that one out, is because I, I overall, I, I feel if there, if there has to be real change, there has to be real sacrifice. Yeah. And this, this is a sacrifice that some of us are paying for that change. Yeah. I, I often say that, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good idea to, to focus on, to meditate on, uh, the passion of, of Jesus and, and what he went through, um, you know, with the, with the beatings and the humiliation, uh, with the, the crown of thorns and, and carrying the cross, uh, that, that led up to his crucifixion because, um, you know, we're, we're supposed to, uh, you know, look to Jesus and in the life he lived to, uh, to live our own lives. And, and, uh, sometimes, uh, that's, that's hard to do, but, um, you know, that there's, there's a light at the end, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm, I'm looking towards that light already. I mean, I'm already, until I've already, you know, we talk about what we're going to do when I get home. And I mean, so, I mean, I'm focused on that, but I'm also, you know, can't do that 24-7, but <laughs> I'm driving time. Yeah. But, so, uh, when I have time, and I, I sit and ponder, and we'll start off, you know, think of what we're going to do when I get home, and what, what we plan on doing before I got arrested, you know, getting an RV, and traveling around, sell the house and everything, living an RV life for a couple of years, and so... Uh, property, properties, price, uh, prices for houses and stuff drops, and also building materials. Jeez, that, that stuff shot right up there. Yeah, so, it did. <laughs> so, I was gonna sell everything, save, save everything, and and when everything uh, levels out, maybe buy some property and build a house and everything on the property. Yeah. Well, I I am so sorry that. Uh... You you are a victim of this, um, of what our our government is is doing to our to our citizens, and uh, I just want you to know that uh, we're praying for you out here. And uh, anything you need, you let us know. 
uh, anything Jill needs, you let us know. And, um, you know, we're, we're backing you. We're behind you. We're out here fighting for you. And we, uh, you know, we're, we're in this with you to the end, my friend. All right. I really, I truly appreciate it. I've gotten so much mail. That it's, I, mean, I try to write back to everybody that uh, uh, can, yeah, that's that's one thing I hear over and over. You know, the the Patriot Mail project is is amazing for uh, making sure that you guys are hearing from us, um, hearing from the good citizens out here who are backing you. So uh, that's great news. Yesterday, I got to do my first visitation. Oh, good. Uh, unfortunately, the government's wife wasn't allowed in. Last pants that a lot of the women like to wear, and apparently it's not allowed. It's pretty strict. I, I I joke around that I have to put on my burqa when I come in, and and I you know I, when I listen to the description, they go through this whole thing of what you're allowed to wear. And and I finally stopped her and said, I, I don't dress like that. You don't need to keep going. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them like their faces in probably 17 months or more. Hopefully we'll get Jill, we'll get Jill in there to, to visit you. And uh, I would love to visit you too. So we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to get me on your list. Anybody wants to visit, I'm up for my Well, Tom, you hang in there and anytime that you want to, uh, get a message out to the American people or want to update us on your case, uh, just hit me up and I'm I'm happy to have you come back on. I, I appreciate it. Um, I can obviously not want to prevent the ones who like ask for help. It's just not my nature. I've always worked for myself. Anything I can work for. If I wanted anything, I've worked for it, but would it be possible if I your gifts and go will be front and center and everyone will see it in this podcast all right whatever's left will be used for us all right well god bless you and we'll talk to you soon okay if you'd like to help us support j6 families as they're released from jails and prisons please check out the Elijah Fund. You can find that on our website, a4justice.org slash T-E-F. Americans for Justice, Inc. is a nonpartisan alliance that vigorously defends the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and due process across our great nation, which are pivotal to preserving life, liberty, and freedom for all. Too long we have played defense and are losing on all battlefronts through divided efforts. The root problem of election integrity, medical freedom, political prisoners, southern border crisis, CPS and APS and others is one common thing, a direct assault on the U.S. Constitution and due process. Americans for Justice is a nonprofit organization with local chapters in all 50 states, working with lawyers, legal scholars, and organizations to actively fight government overreach at all levels. Unite with us in the fight for our J6 political hostages and whatever else due process rights are violated. We ask for your support in this vital mission through a one-time donation or an ongoing membership. Go to the letter A, the number 4, justice.org.